Jonathan Smith, has he made any risky moves this offseason we have to look for during this offseason? And then, my God, we, it, it's probably fair to be very, very upset if Michigan State does not beat the worst Michigan team we've seen in decades tomorrow. We talk about it with Kevin Greck of Can't Read, Can't Write. Let's go! You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Spartans is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today, and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And how about this to start the weekend here in East Lansing? No, it's not just your boy over here rambling on and on and on by himself. No, no, no. We have one-third of one of the greatest podcasts out there. Can't read, can't write. It's Kevin Greck. We dragged him back onto the show. Kevin. How we doing, man? We doing okay over there? I'm doing well. Uh, I got no complaints. I got to say, the lockdown jingle, oh, very yeah. catchy. Look forward Thank to you. it every time. But there's something different about it when you're in the room and you can mm. hear it played live. It is... It's magical. It's like one of those, mm. like, when you hear about going on The Tonight Show for the first time or something yeah. like that. It's <laughs> sure. like, Or we go on SNL. It's just... yeah. This is a big moment for me, and I just appreciate it, Matt. I, I, I appreciate those kind words. We are often compared to SNL, except for the millions and millions of viewers. It's just like some of my family members watch this show, and that's, and that's pretty much it. So, uh, and I listen to the stakes. jingle, and then I close the, the <laughs> yes. window. That's how I do it. I appreciate that. Hey, still counts as a listen here over here in the metrics. So, Kevin, um, as a creator of MSU content, you know, or just college football content in general, I saw something earlier earlier this week of another school across the nation, and they were talking about risky moves that their coaches made. And that got me thinking, Jonathan Smith, like, not really any risky moves so far. It's been a pretty vanilla offseason, all things considered. Probably as vanilla as you could possibly get with, you know, a good transfer portal cycle, a new head coach taking the reins, this, this, and that. But I'm trying to think, like, what is the riskiest move that Jonathan Smith has made so far or something that we have to watch for this offseason? And this is what I've landed on. And I just need to pressure test this with you to see if this is even risky. But the one I've landed on, yeah, is it just not retaining Harlan Barnett? And I know that this move happened a while ago, right? Like that yeah. that's not, you know, breaking any news here. But yes, last week he did just latch on to Northwestern. And then you start to think, huh, like this was a guy that was here for a very long time. Spartan dog through and through, you know, really just knew the inner workings of the culture at Michigan State, yada, yada, yada. Jonathan Smith, for lack of a better term, dismissed him, right? He was one of three candidates for the secondary job, did not get the job. Is that the is that even a risky move in your opinion? And is that the riskiest move that Jonathan Smith has made so far this offseason? Because if it doesn't work with Coach Meat, Blue Adams, you might get some fans saying like, oh, should have been loyal to your guy, Harlan Barnett, the guy that knew the place. But I, yeah. is that even high on the risk meter, Kevin? Let me know. I think, I think you're probably right about this. Because as big of risks as there might have been, you know, not retaining him because of his connections with the program. Then you bring in yeah. a coach meet, you know, you, you retain Hawkins. Um, 
you know, there's that there were all there was all that talk about, you know, is it a problem that he doesn't have the Midwestern ties? He's brought in a lot of stuff. But by yep. not retaining Harlan Barnett, there's gonna come a moment this season where out of nowhere in the fourth quarter, when you least expect it, there's an onside kick that Harlan Barnett would have been ready for. And in that moment, you'll think, there it is. We need it. When we needed him most, he was in Evanston. And he'll be there cackling. The cackle will be so loud. It will echo over Lake Michigan and into each of our ears because the man is always ready to either call an onside kick or defend Mm -hmm. against one in inopportune times when you least expect it. And uh, it never worked before, but it will work at some point. And that's when we'll have needed him and it'll be a big mistake. I think you're right. You got me. You got me. Because, look, I'm not going to backtrack anything I've said. Like, I, I, from the start, thought that it was time to move on from Harlan Barnett. Right. You know, like, we, we've seen enough of him. Yes, you could retain him. But, like, really, what are we retaining? It's not like he's the only guy that has the keys to the football center or that could learn about culture here at Michigan State. Like, for right. crying out loud, you got Courtney Hawkins and a great supporting cast around Jonathan Smith. But this is that's just me. This is just some idiot with a microphone that gets a little too passionate about his college sports. The people that matter inside the football building, like the players, for example, Kevin, like all that you hear about with Harlan is how beloved he is, how respected sure. he is, this, this, and that. So I don't like it comes down to the players. I'm sure that transitioning from him to Coach Meat, probably not too big of a drop-off. I hear Coach Meat is very player friendly. But yeah, I wonder if that's like the biggest risk of the offseason. I have one more that might be a fringe one, but I want to hear from you. Do you have anything that could be risky for John I'm in- here in this offseason? I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Mine's not like off-season related. Mine's actually game time related. Because okay. I, I thought about this. I saw the same thing. I It would be very normy to be like, did he make the wrong decision about defensive coordinator? Yeah, totally. I hope right. that's what you're going for, by the way. That'd be great mm-hmm. if I totally undermined you on that. <laughs> you didn't know. I do, as a man, I am concerned. I do have one concern about Jonathan Smith. Now, okay. I know you run a family show. We but do. Did the listeners, did the listeners here know about how, the signal? that Jonathan Smith uses to milk the clock to, it, to signal out to the play. It'll be educational for all of us. So if, uh, if you haven't seen this, there's a gif on the internet of Jonathan Smith milking the udders to mm-hmm. say, milk the clock to the team. And that might work on the other side of the country, but I'm concerned, Matt Sheehan, that if you bring that here, yeah. you bring that to this agricultural institution, you bring right. that to moo you, right? It might just be too much. For us to handle, like I, not just you and I coming down from the upper deck. Yeah. I'm concerned about like cows coming in from pasture, like answering yeah. the call. Anything could happen. So uh, that's the other concern that I have about risky moves that might happen um, for for Jonathan Smith. But uh, what's yours? What's your last one? I, well, I, no, I'm just so thrown up because like, yeah, you, you thought getting back on 127 after a, a game was hard enough. Imagine just cows are clogging up Shaw Lane and all the roads like that. Every cow in the entire state, they're swimming over from Wisconsin. The siren call goes out like that. You don't know what's going to happen. The man's too powerful. 
might have to just charter helicopters to and from games uh, so far. But no, the only other one that I could even see as fringe risk is it's been very clear. And this comes from the player himself that Malik Carr, a guy that had some good games last year was essentially not invited back to the team. Like that's not just me saying it, but Malik Carr literally just tweeted that out when he transferred to Houston. So like, I, I don't know. I wonder if that's risky, but then again, like you do have some young, good tight ends. You brought in Jack Valens. So like you talk about on a scale of one to 10, what would be a one on the risk scale? Like maybe that's just your other one, but, I don't know. It, it's been a pretty vanilla offseason from Jonathan Smith, which, yeah. again, I say this all the time. After what we went through the last two months of the season, I will take vanilla, Kevin. I will take Del- vanilla. Delightfully vanilla. This is like a fine, mm-hmm. like a nice, like gold leaf vanilla that I just lap up. Yes. Happy Let's for go. it. Before we flip the page here, talk basketball, we do have to talk the college football news. And this is virtual because EA Sports, they have announced college NCAA college football 2025 will actually be dropping this summer. Kevin, this I'm not going to see three suns this summer. I'm not going to see the big yellow one in the sky. And I'm not going to see the two that my wife gave birth to within the last three years because, man, oh, man, I'm not even a video game guy, but NCAA college football, uh, we will be in the trenches in front of a television with an Xbox controller in our hand for the duration of the summer. How hard of a needle mover is this for you? Are you just with everyone else? And this is the greatest thing you've ever heard. First time, big time. Needle mover, needle yeah. mover for me. Like I might invest in a console just right. to play this game. I'm not sure yet. But um, did you back in the day? And I don't even know how how long it's been since the last NCAA football. Yeah. Did you play Dynasty mode as MSU, or did you pick another team? We were big into the mascot games. Like you, you talk about just like the oh, lamest way to play NCAA college football. Really? Like, oh, Syracuse Orangemen versus the Fighting Irish mascot. Like that—that's what we burned up a lot of time with over okay. here. Okay. So I know I, I took a hard left right there, but yeah, that's that was the, hey, the primary way to play here. Yeah, yeah. That I I accept that. Normally, when people say like I don't play as MSU, I play as like. South Dakota State at Hoople sure. or whatever. I'm like, right. I can't trust you anymore. Like, okay. <laughs> what, you have, I can't trust your judgment. Like, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the idea of this of this mascot game. I don't think I ever use that yeah. mode personally. Um, but yeah, big needle mover for me. Are you concerned though? I think you brought this up because they just tweeted a promo uh, picture mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. upper right hand corner. Looks like a wing helmet. Are you concerned at all about the cover athlete for this year's NCAA football? And if it is someone in a winged helmet, is that disqualifying for you? I'm I'm just so immature and so petty that like, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I might be leaving that game on the shelf unless they have like a limited edition with, I don't know, Nick Saban on the cover. Like I'll just go pay the extra 10 or $20 for whatever that is just to have that. Wow, I would also be willing to. I'm, I'm just, I just have a walnut-sized brain, and I just can't get over something as trivial as uh, my rival team on the cover of a video game. So, yeah, no, you're you're right. That might be a, d- a damper for me over here. Kevin. What I'm if? To be honest, what if it was? I mean, if it was like a Blake Corum, and yeah, you're yeah. just funneling another ten dollars through that, you know, Wyoming LLC or whatever it right. is, like that, yeah, that's mm-hmm. disqualifying. But what if it's like? the many faces of Connor Stallions on the NCAA football uh, cover. Would you buy it then? You got your C- central C- Connor Stallions. I was going to say C- CMU hat, your, Connor Stallions. Mm-hmm. You've got your U of M Connor Stallions talking yeah. directly into Harbaugh's ear. You've got your 
at the horseshoe with roses, counter stallions, yes. like yes. the multi faces. <laughs> Would you purchase that version of NCAA football? It makes it a little easier to convince me to buy that one, especially with CMU hat, Connor Stallions. Yeah. I heard it also comes with a uh, lightly used vacuum cleaner. So that's a little bonus, little bonus that they throw in for you. I don't hate that. I don't mm -hmm. hate that whatsoever. Um, it's also impossible to hate the things that are going on at Fan Dual Sportsbook. You like that transition into an ad read there, Kevin? That's what I'm talking about. I'm so sorry, Kevin. I got to say goodbye to you for a quick minute because I need to talk to people's ears off about Fan Dual Sportsbook. Gang, hey, when the ball tips off against the Wolverines, Michigan State probably going to be somewhere five point, six point favorites. All right. I'm going to be doing my wagering over at FanDuel. They also have great player props. Like the other day, if you cashed in on Malik Hall over 20 points, well, that was a bet that you were not sweating against Penn State. There are plenty of great bets to get in on over at FanDuel, not just with NCAA basketball, but of course with NBA. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That is $150. If your bet wins, you get bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and so much more. So what are you waiting for out there? Just visit FanDuel.com slash on and shoot your shot. It's FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Now let's drag one-third of Can't Read, Can't Write back onto the show. His name is Kevin Grack. And Kevin, um, Look, we both do podcasts. We both like to react, okay? We do. We do. It drives it drives engagement. It's the most important thing. Like some, and subscribe. Some, like some say. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, don't just subscribe to the Kerry Can't Write podcast, but also the YouTube channel too, because you three dapper gentlemen are showing your faces now. But um, speaking of reactions, Kevin, um, is it already safe to say that if Michigan State does not win at Chrysler, like we are as podcast hosts and also as fans, speaking to the listeners too, are we in our right to just like flip our, you know what, if, if they can't win this game? I know it's a road game. I know that this is probably going to be as close to a tournament game as it will be for Michigan. But like, save for Michigan doing something crazy, like shooting 14 of 19 from three, like doing something that like Michigan State just couldn't stop, you know, save for that. Like if they lose, it erases what they've done the last two games and we could just absolutely spiral, right? Is, is that a fair pre-reaction, you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not just a co-host here today. I'm also a fan, and I was listening to your episode yeah. last night, and you were hey, saying thanks. Final Four bust. Um, so right. I, I do think <laughs> that we've got a pendulum swing that all the way back to the other side because Michigan, even their, good, even their wins now look bad. You know, we saw right. Wisconsin twice this year. <laughs> yeah, They beat that team, but that was in the middle of Wisconsin just bumbling all over itself, vomiting and rolling in it over like a four-game <laughs> losing streak. So yeah. their other win at home against a better team than them, Ohio State, has already fired their coach this year. Correct. <laughs> so <laughs> there is no redemption in a loss on the road at Chrysler Arena this year. And I mean... You don't even like even because Doug plays Doug McDaniel's and it, it, is yeah. he going to be there with his academic coach on the side? Probably. During? Yeah. I ran some quick back of the envelope math. He's shooting twenty four percent from three in conference games, all like three of them oh. that he's played in or whatever. Out of conference, he was forty two percent. So it's okay. not even like having him in the game right now changes their, you know, offensive or defensive efficiency that significantly. I mean, they're a team that do literally nothing well. I think like mm -hmm. maybe blocks, there's something that you could point at 
Um, sure. But the offense is bad. The defense is bad. They turn the ball over a fair amount. And it is just, it would be, you should melt down if, if MSU loses this game. Doug McDaniel, yes, he will be playing this game. He missed the game at Breslin Center because, just like you said, he was uh, chained to a desk with his academic advisors hovering over him during that game. So he's playing nothing but home games. And, look, last last year at Chrysler against Michigan State, did really well, especially down the mm-hmm. closing stretch. 18 points in last year's game. But in the six home games that he has played and since his suspension has started, Michigan is 2-4 and four in those home games, and he's averaging 13.1 points per game. So, look, obviously a good player, but – it's not like we're getting like boo booey. Let me hold, let me knock on wood really quick. Cause now that I just said that out loud, he's going for 26 on mm-hmm. Saturday, but like it, you, you should still wholly expect to win. The computers are telling you that too. Bart Torvik says it. you're going to be roughly a five and a half point favorite, but I like, th- this is just a Michigan team that is spiraling. I don't know if they care anymore. And I know that Ward Manuel has come out and said that he doesn't think it's an effort issue, which like, I, I, I don't know if he's watching like the like replays from the John Beeline era or what he's watching, but I do think it is an effort issue. But however, can they get off the mat? And I swear I'm not just like trolling around, but truly like th- this is going to be their biggest game of the year. And this is a game where, hey, if you want to have good highlights of the season at the end of the year banquet, well, this is the time to do it. So <sighs> Cohen Carr just did one last time with that monster block. Um, so yeah, like this is a continuation of a get right game you have to do it and mm-hmm. the way that john howard's been behaving in press conferences i expect him i expect him after the game to just be like you're welcome you're let's talk you're welcome that, for yeah. not for not trying at all you're, you're <laughs> welcome for <laughs> you're welcome for being truly the worst like yeah u of m basketball team <laughs> since the tommy amaker years um you're welcome it's like do you think it's more your welcomes in this press conference? If if Michigan does lose by like 15, do you, do you think it's going to be more smiles and your welcomes at the podium here? Because that was shocking after that Illinois game, just to go up there with a smile nonetheless, say you're welcome over and over again. Like, is that, that's the route we're going when we lose by 30 points. Okay, And then, you know, to just a stream of consciousness entirely forget about all of the circumstances around Terrence Shannon in like, yeah, Maybe sure. You're not welcome, actually. Maybe there's more that goes into it than just he's a good player. Um, yeah. I don't I don't think so. I think their care levels right now for U of M basketball. Normally, yeah. when a when an athletic director makes comments the way that Ward Manuel does, I know he also uh-huh. said that he hasn't considered making a change. Oh, we'll normally, get there. oh yeah. <laughs> normally I think this is just something he has to say. He's got to support his guy until he doesn't support his guy anymore. But with our guy, Ward, with our guy, Ward, I know I'm inclined to believe it, man. He actually, I think he might not (laughs) truly know how bad things are at the basketball game team. Like he's so focused off on this dotted line, you know, reporting to him guy from some company, you know, on the other side of the country. Like he doesn't, does he know that there's a game on Saturday? I'm not convinced. Oh boy. Uh, he, he will be told about it at like 2 PM on Saturday. I think yeah. like once he's done wrapping up his brunch, um, he, but <laughs> like that, that was one. just so fascinating as if like the, the thank you comes from Jawan weren't weird enough. Yeah. Manual Ward quote, 
it would be fair to say I have not really thought about any changes in our men's basketball program at this time. And just like you said, like you nailed it. Like that is that is a select director speak. It's the middle of the season. Of course, you're not going to fire them unless you're the select director down in Columbus. But Ward, I think, actually does mean it because all we've seen from this guy is just sitting on his hands in complete indifference to do anything ever, Kevin. So, like, I I think that we actually might not see a coaching change in Ann Arbor this offseason. Yeah. Maybe. And to MSU so. fans, you're welcome. You're welcome. That's right. Look at that. <laughs> Folks, if you are going to be brave enough to go into Ann Arbor, go ahead and check out tickets on the Game Time app. Kevin, I'm just going to keep your beautiful face on the screen for this one. Folks, this is the greatest ticketing app out there. And let's say that, hey, no, the sporting event isn't for you. You want to go to a concert. You want to go to a comedy show or something of the sort. Hey, Game Time is going to have tickets for that. If you know that you're going to go this weekend, just start perusing the app just whenever throughout the week because they'll always have flash deals for you. The best deals for the best seats in the ticketing game. Or if you're a procrastinator like I am, Kevin, let's say that you're going to walk to Breslin Center next week, but you don't even have the tickets on your phone or in your pocket. Go ahead and check out the last minute ticket deals on game time. And they're available up until an hour after the game tips off. They just love saving you money over at game time. So what are you waiting for out there? Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKDOWN, all one word, for $20 off your first purchase. Again, download Game Time today, create an account, use promo code LOCKDOWN, all one word, for $20 off your first purchase. It's last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed with Game Time. Kevin. Can I just comment on your ad read Please, please, like, yeah, yeah. I know that um, maybe I'm not supposed to pay attention, like, be too cool, like, oh, we did the sure. ad read, let's move on. Truly, though, that is a feature that I appreciate that you can still buy tickets after the game yes. started. It is amazing. Yes. I do the thing where I'm like standing right next to the building and the prices are going down. And my yes. wife's like, can we just buy tickets so that we can go to this thing? The game's in two minutes. Come on. And I'm like, mm -hmm. no, they're falling. But my, you're right next to the building. So your connection spotty, it's like catching a falling knife of like yes. how close yes. to the actual game yes. time. Can I make this purchase? Yes. Before, it just stops, and then you have to go to the bar to watch the game with a wife that's not happy. That not, she's not, not thrilled with you. Yeah. <laughs> so, game time. I am on board. Best. Fantastic. You want to walk into the game at the under-12 timeout with a still irritated wife, but hey, still at the game, game time is, is the way to go. So, beautiful If app. she doesn't know about this, I mm -hmm. should purposefully mess one of those up with the other apps, whatever they are. Who cares? We Ooh, don't know about yeah. that. And then she can get really mad at me about it. Mm -hmm. And then yes. I can just be like, oh, game oh. time. <laughs> Let's go. Also, look at how cheap it is because the game started like yeah. 10 minutes ago. I know. And I use promo code LOCKDOWN for $20 off my purchase. And I, and you, you might be getting paid to go to the game. Let's go. Yes. Let's get... <sighs> Coming after yesterday's game, which is just a yeah. two-game win streak, but uh, please, like that's going to be something we don't overly react to. Um I did throw out on Twitter, hey, is the last two games, the home win against Illinois and then this road game against a fine Penn State team, one that was rounding into form, whatever. Were those two games enough for you to feel better about the future of this season? I threw it out on Twitter. We almost had a 1,000 votes, and it was 51% yes, I do feel better, 49% no. Just a dead even split. Where are you at on it, though? The last two games, is that enough for you to feel confident that there could be a March run coming up, maybe a top-four seed in the Big Ten tournament, if that's something that tickles your fancy? Or is there even something that you need to see against Michigan, and then Iowa, and then Ohio State in these next three games coming up? 
put me in the in the cold water category. Okay. I know you yourself are in the final four. Let's go category. Because I'm, I'm a sucker, Kevin. That, that's why. Like I, you're just an optimist. I can't help Your myself. Optimism. Am that's why the king of MSG <laughs> podcasting. Because am I look for you for look to you for hope in a, <sighs> in a hopeless, you know, awful place, which is Depends where we on the day. Depends on the day. Um, I still the problem that I have right now is we know where this MSU basketball team kind of slots in the conference. Yeah. I'm not seeing, there are certain times that you can point at second half of the Arizona game. You can point at the Baylor game. Totally. Maybe you have a good point about the medal. They proved their medal against Illinois when they were down eight with like three minutes left and they still pulled that one off. Yeah. Then there's the game before the Illinois game losing to Minnesota out of nowhere based off of free throws and poor play from, from our seniors. So I don't have the sample size quite yet that when the going gets tough, this team will get going and it can win three or four games in a row against increasingly more difficult competition. I'd love to see it. I'd love to be wrong. Come on to can't read, can't write when we're in the final four and you know, right. rub my face in this, please. But right now, I've watched a lot of MSU basketball mm -hmm. in my time. You know, we got some grays in here. You can see them on. Uh, yeah, yeah. on hey, the, Caroline ain't doing too good over here, man. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I get it. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's gnarly out here. Yeah. And I have seen Tom Izzo turn around some of these types of teams Absolutely. before. I know. But it's required a couple lucky bounces. It's required good matchups in the tournament. And I don't think this team can make its own destiny quite yet, I guess is what okay. I'm saying. It's but fair. It's beyond fair. Your thoughts. Well, also like what, when I do ask the question or just even think about the question, just when I'm just staring at the ceiling at night, like, okay, well, what, what do you have to see in the next few games? Let's look at these next few games though. Cause it's a road game at Michigan, which might be a neutral court game. I don't know how many Michigan state fans are going to be buying up tickets, but Hey, no matter the, the crowd split, it's the worst Michigan team probably in a generation. I think it's safe to say. And then yep. two home games against an Iowa team that is not good. And then an Ohio State team that, Kevin, I don't know if you're coaching them. I don't know if it's me. I don't know if it's you, the listener at home, is coaching this team the rest of the season. But not the stiffest of competition the next three games. So, like, are there any grand takeaways we can even have the next three games? I, I know that sounds silly, but if you are one of those people that are saying, like, oh, no, I still have to see it, will they even have the opportunity to show you? Or will it just be like, okay, they win the next three games, but – that's what you're supposed to do like that. You are supposed to beat these teams that you're heavily favored by. I, I don't know. It's a weird thing. I don't think anyone's expecting a win against Purdue. That fourth that, game that after this rock block of no. three that you're referring to. No, but if it's close, if Zach Eady's sweating at the end of that game and getting okay. calls and uh, you know, Purdue's like not boiling up quite with the same fervor that they usually do, which is right. the worst cheer in the big 10. And like enough to mute your television truly um yeah. yeah that is when i might think that this team could have a little bit of a run in them but i think you're right these next three games need to be gimmies for this for me to think that this team is even going to get out of the first weekend of the tournament mm -hmm. but if you want that second weekend or you want the third weekend you got to go on the road and you got to make purdue fight for it at the very okay. least I like that because I think it's just going to be not, not to just violently whiplash my way from like, Hey, optimism teams are looking good to like just pure pessimism. Like I, I, 
I'll be shocked if they keep it within two touchdowns of Purdue, quite frankly. So that's maybe why I just glossed right over that. And I'm saying like, ah, maybe it won't be until the Big Ten tournament when you really see what this team can be made of. But man, I, now that that thought has entered my head for the first time all season, that what does they do to keep it close against Purdue in West Lafayette? Like, I, maybe that would go even a longer way than the next three games could ever, ever take us. So people are saying I like that. I like that, man. We're happy, aren't we? Though, like th- yeah. this is this is new because, like, th- look, the last time we talked, late October. Yeah, not fun. It was a different time. It was, it was a different time. It was a different place. There were losses to Duke, James Madison. Um, you know that yeah. that win against Indiana State. People that knew ball said it was going to look good. Now they're <laughs> they were flirting with getting ranked for the first time. Then they nice. of course drop one. But yeah, it's nice. It's nice. The weird thing about this is. Big 10 basketball schedules are unbalanced now. Mm-hmm. This is just going to be something you have to get used to. They're going to get more unbalanced as we go. And next year when we're playing in LA on a Tuesday night right. in front of like four total people, um, you're probably going to lose that game and everyone's going to melt down. Um, yeah. But it's just the way that things are in college basketball. Generally, it's the way things are in the Big Ten. I'm not making excuses for Tom. I I am of the opinion that this is maybe one of his worst three year, you know, yeah, groupings of, yeah. uh, of his of his career. But like, it's nice to get these wins. It's nice to look at Illinois. Hopefully, yeah. these wins against Michigan, Iowa, and Ohio State come in. And then we'll look at Purdue and then we'll look at the postseason. Why am I just so nervous about this Michigan game? And you know what? I actually might know why. I think there's like a bell curve here, Kevin, which like, look, there's always like the baseline level of angst going up against Michigan. But like when Mm -hmm. both teams are really good, okay, the stakes are way higher for that game. And then the teams are mediocre. Okay. It kind of like dips a little bit, but then like this Michigan team is just so bad that it actually swings back up where it's like, oh my God, like you have to win this game. Because if you lose this game, not only do you give those fans a reason to smile, which, oh my God, who wants that? Mm-hmm. Disgusting. But like then this means that Izzo is just 500 in his career against Jerron Howard, and he has never gotten a sweep against him, even though that program over there is cratering. Yeah. And I just, that just can't, that just doesn't sit right with me. So maybe I just answered my own question there. Like that's why I worry so much about this game because what, what, what if it just happens again and we just have another ridiculous split? I can't stomach that, Kevin. I can't do that. It's not even just in basketball terms. It would be another like demoralizing loss of like another road win that you should have in the big 10 that you don't. Yeah, so right. there's basketball reasons to be upset about it. And there's Twitter and fandom yeah. and all of the other stuff, <laughs> reasons to be upset about it. So yeah, there's more, there's more to this one than a road game at Indiana at the end of the year, for example. No stakes are ever higher than able being able to have the upper hand in internet arguments with complete strangers that you will never meet. Like it doesn't get much more spicy than that, Kevin. It does not. Although I heard both of MSU football's last full-time coaches had winning records against Michigan. So hey, let's talk about it. Nice. There we go. Hey, Hey, <sighs> how's Kevin Greg? One third of can't read, can't write. Absolutely love you guys' show. You guys always bring the joy on a Tuesday, sometimes Monday when you guys drop the episodes then. But yes, uh, go check out can't read, can't write if you guys haven't already. Uh, many laughs, great insight as always, and just beautiful faces to look at on YouTube now. So go subscribe to those fine folks over there. Kevin, anything you want to shout out before we let you go and enjoy this weekend coming up? Just wanted to thank you for your time here. I uh, just wanted to say appreciate you. 
and uh, go green, Matt Sheehan. I'm just trying to be like you, Kevin. Go white, good sir. Love you all. God, we got. We'll be back this Saturday night, recapping whatever on earth happens. Please win, just, just please.